You're listening to Girls Gone Wad. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 129. Hello. Welcome and Merry Christmas. Oh yeah, it's Christmas, Christmas when you're listening to this. Is it's it? It's actually Christmas Eve. Oh. Right? Christmas is on Friday. It's the night before Christmas, in other words? And all through the house. And all the podcast. What is a podcast? <laughs> Not a lot. Not quick enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And we are here this week with Courtney Shepard. Hi, Courtney. hey Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for uh, having me. Yeah. yeah. You're so welcome. So exciting. <laughs> um, Courtney is a CrossFit seminar staff and one of the owners of CrossFit Verve. And we are going to be talking this week a little bit about programming and just about shenanigans as usual. Before we get started, this episode is brought to you by Kalo, makers of the silicone wedding rings slash BFF ring slash you should get this ring. If you want to support the podcast, you can support the sponsor by entering code GGW at checkout for 15% off your order. I'm wearing the Foxfire ring right now. I really like this. I really do too. I have. I was wearing it last night and I went to sleep and I woke up in the middle of the night and, and the it photo was glowing luminous. and I was like, what the? And I like saw it out of the corner of my eye and I didn't realize it was on my hand and I was like what the heck and I moved my hand and I was like oh it's, it's my the photo, ring the photoluminescence it glows yeah oh, I was like I was like what what makes shine bright like a diamond yeah yeah it glows so in the dark it's uh that's photoluminescent is that yeah that's I always say it wrong the but the colors looks like a really cool mint and yeah it's I like very, it better than the teal I like it a lot so yes. get online you guys order your rings especially you know time's running out for Christmas, Christmas is tomorrow so get sorry, on you <laughs> So New Year's present? New Year's Eve. (laughs) But thank you guys so far for supporting the podcast by supporting our sponsors. All right, Courtney. Yes, ma'am. Welcome back. Thank you. So thank you. So happy to have you here. I think the last time you were here was our hundredth episode. This is correct. Yes. This is like your two and a half appearance. It is. Yes, and the last time we discussed me like peeing my pants on a region oh, yeah. level. So. Right, do you have nightmares about that? Do you regret telling that story? Oh, no. Okay, no, good. No. Um, okay, so we, did you do you? Because you, you shouldn't. Because like, it was amazing. Um, yeah. We have people that are like that was awesome. No, you know I, the that big competition that just happened in Dubai and like Annie was there and Stacy. Yeah. Okay, so one of our listeners competed in that and was like got into the final round, and she she basically she described it. She was like, well, um, she lives in Dubai, and she okay. was like, I signed up for this kind of on a whim, and then found out that they Dubai like goes. Crazy crazy on everything and they're flying and all these people and then and then she made it to the second weekend and she was like based on some like crazy just uh, programming that ridiculously played to my strengths i'm like in the final weekend (laughs) and she was talking about how lauren fisher peed the platform on one of her one rep math snatch attempt and that like, no it wasn't a big deal like they just came clean it up yep. and like everything she totally going. played it cool yeah, I, was yeah, like, well, I just posted a blog on verve's site and it was like 11 things i, I stole it from somebody so it's not my blog uh, <laughs> but it was like 11 things that are completely appropriate for crossfitters but not outside of the crossfit realm and yeah. one of them was peeing your pants referencing just frequent peeing of the pants and yeah, i was he, like that's yeah, fine yeah that's what we do yeah yeah, yeah that's how it rolls so we're going to be talking about bodily functions today no i'm kidding as always (laughs) when do we not talk about bodily functions we just had a lot of questions about programming so we're gonna talk about that but uh overall just how's it going uh it's going good how's verve uh verve is good we uh we're getting ready to move hopefully in the next like six weeks oh that's right really yes yeah it's just like two blocks down the street it's a, a bigger space but there's no definitive date because uh the building plan office is very behind. Like the city? Yes. Uh-huh. So it's like behind for everybody. And I feel bad because people keep asking. Um, right. and I have zero actual tangible information. But it, w- other than it will happen. Right. At some point. Yeah. <laughs> and wait, did you it's a bigger space? It is a bigger space. You guys already have a big space. Yes. Which is terrifying. 
it's bigger. <laughs> but the bonus is our offices are now up on a mezzanine. And I was laughing. Cause oh. I, yeah, I was like, there's a staircase. And I was like, I'm going to need you guys to get rid of the staircase. And, and I will build a rope. I will build a rope ladder. <laughs> if you would like to come up, you just holler. <laughs> It's almost like the choir sits up there and just like, like sings and shoots bit wads at everybody. Yeah. There's, yeah, I mean, I the might actually. Get, I was gonna say I might actually get one of those sticks that conductors have and just yeah. stand up there, just a acting, baton. Yeah, acting really weird every now and again. You should get a zip line. Hmm. Hmm. Now that's something different. So many options. Like when CrossFit starts to introduce all these weird things, like has the peg, the pegboard always been around? Well, the pegboard, if you think about it, the Pegboard has actually been around since we were in like elementary school. Yeah. Like, do you remember the pegboard in yeah, gym? I don't. I do. School totally had a pegboard. Yeah. yeah. Every every auditorium had one, or not auditorium, yeah, but gymnasium. gymnasium. And then actually, where was I? There's an article. I was not doing a you pegboard. You were on the drill team. That's where you were. Yeah, I was. Oh, true. snap. Yeah. Um, there's actually after the after the games when people were like hellaciously bashing the pegboard. There is an article that was written by Greg Glassman back in 2002 for the CrossFit Journal, and he specifically talks about the pegboard and so, that it is an amazing like feat of athleticism because of what it requires with regards to pulling power and so on. So it's something that they've... Right. It's been in the consciousness. It's, it's, yeah. It's been in there for mine for a while. Maybe... Whoa. Sorry. Ew. You just had a I transaction. No idea what that was. <laughs> um... Maybe that is just like a should be a lesson to all CrossFit Games competitors that you need to go back and read every single issue of the CrossFit <laughs> Journal and write yeah. down oh, every boom. single thing that they even like remotely mention yeah. and train for that. Yeah. I was laughing so hard. Um, if you've ever watched American Ninja Warrior, they introduced this thing called the floating salmon ladder. Oh yeah. Did you that. see that? Oh yeah. And I was laughing because it's when, amazing. When they what were interesting it? it, so they you hold on to a stick, so it's thought you were gonna say salmon. Yeah, right. You hold on to a fish. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and on. so if you've seen a salmon ladder anyway, it's where they take the stick and hop from like rung to rung. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. The floating yeah. one is instead of going vertical, you're going horizontal. Oh, I have seen that. I didn't know it was called. Okay. So the thing I is. I was seeing like a literal salmon ladder. I was like, if I've seen a salmon ladder. You say anything related to the wildlife to Claire, she's going to be outdoors. She's not. Gotcha. I was like, so a dam? <laughs> Go yeah. on. Anyway. Yeah. And you were saying. Um, <laughs> but the day, the day that they introduced it on the American Ninja Warrior it, they were like, no one's had any practice with this. This is this person's first attempt. Like, they just introduced it. And I was like, really? And no one's lost their mind. No one's <laughs> complaining, writing, how could you introduce something and not give anybody any practice? And nobody's freaking out when people fail at the floating right. salmon ladder. I was like, Dave Castro, I think you have your new event. Right. I was like, I was just laughing. I was like, man. Maybe, yeah. maybe games athletes are just... Well, no, not games athletes. Games athletes watchers. Games spectators. Games spectators yes. should yeah. watch American Ninja Warrior a little more. Yeah. I wonder how and the I crossfitters think... would do on American Ninja Warrior. I would fail miserably. Yeah. I, th I have I think, no ups. I was about to say, I think like American Ninja Warrior, when you watch it, it's mostly like climbers and gymnasts because it's all grip strength. And and it's uh, ups. Yeah. Like, like jumping. jumping. And so I have zero Leaping. ups. I got no leap. So I wonder what they think about CrossFitters. They're I think like, some of them, like, I think there's a little bit of an overlap. You think? Yeah. But it's, so yeah. I always wonder about that. Like, people who are not in the CrossFit world that do crazy athletic feats. Right. How, like parkour. Like, yeah. They're looking at this parkour. like, oh, he's not the most 
he's not the you know mer- the, the, fittest. the fittest person yeah. in the world you know what i bet though that the people that do like parkour and things like that can at least have an appreciation for it because if you watch crossfitters you have to have a lot of body awareness yeah in space like gymnastics so on and that's what parkour like right if they don't know what their body's doing in space they're gonna run into they're going to have a problem so. I when I was in college and I we would get drunk and we would like fall over into the grass and we'd yell parkour. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first experience with parkour. Are you serious? Oh yeah, that's, that is that's yes. the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I think I'm going to start using yeah, that. You, next time you're drunk and you fall yeah. over on the sidewalk. Well, I, I don't parkour. have to be drunk to fall. It happens just naturally. But anytime yeah. I just eat it, I'm going to be like, parkour. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, anytime you trip, you're just yeah, doing just, parkour. Just, just doing parkour. Just, Keep that in mind, all you New Year's Eve partiers. That's your new party <laughs> maybe, trick. Maybe Christmas Eve partiers. I'm yeah, not judging. Not judging. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever works. Or you know, very stressful when your family's yeah. around. All right. So let's jump on the wag. and The wag. Oh. <laughs> Joy is really proud of herself for that one, you guys. Like, really. You were very disappointed in me. That was like, I almost like punched you in the gut. That's how bad Claire's face was oh. when I said that. She was like, yeah. No, you didn't. But Joy is so happy that she did. So we found out that Courtney's also doing wag. On the wag. Yeah. On yeah. the wag. I feel like that's like, like, like that. I'm on a drug or something. No, it sounds like you're on the, on the rag. <laughs> oh, uh, let's all there, yeah that is also i let's did take not, that back yeah no take backsies i was like I, I didn't go there until just now and now i don't want to be on the wag anymore no, me neither i just follow wag yes thank you there okay so <laughs> how better. did you start uh, a ton of people at verve were doing it and they they found it back before regionals of last year and I think Allie Nichols, member of Verve, she was like just doing a little bit of research, somehow managed to find an article about this company, looked it up, decided to give it a try, talked like five friends into doing it with her. And I poo-pooed that thing from the beginning because I've been z- zone, paleo, like, and I didn't understand how these women that I work out with could pay somebody to tell them how to eat. I was like, you guys know how to eat. Like, you know how to paleos, you know how to weigh and measure. Yeah. I, I don't get this. Right. Like, you know how to just like, you know how to calculate your macros. You know how to use my fitness pal. What are you paying for? Yeah. Like, I was like, I don't understand. And then uh, I was playing around a lot with my nutrition, mostly for improved performance. And I mean, I was trying everything like eating for the lean muscle mass I had. Then I tried eating for the lean muscle mass that I wanted. Then I tried changing up the timing of my carbs throughout the day. And I finally just got to the point where I, I hadn't PR'd anything in two years. My I did a strength cycle, two strength cycles back to back, and I entered them with the same deadlift, bench press, and back squat as I exited with. Like nothing changed. And I, I saw these other girls making a lot of progress and I was like maybe I do need someone to tell me what to do and so I jumped on the band wagon bump 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 that one's not too bad yeah if you put band I like that I like that I like that I like that doesn't rhyme with rag anymore yeah um and I jumped on and uh it's been good I was gonna say I I would guess that you've been on it for like a year because I'm always like Courtney's in the best shape of her life and how how what have you noticed so when I when I first started, and this is this is all whether or not you want to totally equate it to purely nutrition, because I also right before I started WAG, I changed up my training 
and I was trying to make it something very consistent because kind of I was kind of all over the place. Like maybe I'd lift heavy today, maybe I'd lift whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I made a very consistent training program for myself. And three weeks into WAG and four weeks into this training program, I PR'd my front squat by 15 pounds for the wow. first time in two years. And I PR'd my wow. 400 meter run. So a heavy lift and then a uh, metabolic conditioning I PR'd that I went from I took four seconds off my 400 meters Jeez. wow so I felt great working yeah so I felt great and then we've changed things like when I notified my coach I was like performance is number one but I don't want to just like put on weight to put on weight because that's my pet peeve is when people are like oh you want to lift heavier just eat. get bigger just yeah. get bigger because I think gymnastics is right, something there's like a strength to weight ratio you have to take into account yeah here. and yeah. like my gymnastics is something that I hold on to dearly it's yeah. like one of the things yeah, that I, I saw have. your straddle handstand the that other is day amazing. I've been working on that and at the end of the day I was like if you make me put on 10 pounds and it gets me five pounds in my deadlift but I can no longer link together eight muscle ups I don't think that that was a benefit in my yeah them is fighting words yeah that's I was like so it's been a, a nice balance of helping me get stronger without just being like shove your face with food who's your coach Nikki. Oh, me too. Yeah, there you twinsies, go. Twinsies. I have Francesco. It's I, I a very not. buff guy. Yeah. yeah, there you have it. Instagram. Folks. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> we stalk the trainers on Instagram. I do yeah. too. I do too. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. I want to know what you're getting into yeah, yeah. so I mean, far you can't have you know it's like having like a doctor that smokes like you want to have like someone's gonna be no they gotta be legit yeah yeah i'm with you yeah that's like every now and again when uh new people come into verve and i'm doing their elements and i'm kind of showing them things they're like man you make that look really easy and i was like if i didn't you should probably turn around and leave yeah like i'm trying to i, th- I <clears> felt <throat> that way before at elevation when like there are athletes who are more advanced than me and mm. i'm like i kind of feel like a fraud right now but that's fine we'll keep going no. <laughs> like i can't demo this yeah. But oh well. Let's just keep going. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> good job, you. Yeah. yeah. You demo it. Go you. I I did that for a long time when I uh, when I was injured. Mm-hmm. I would be like, I'd just pick like somebody that I thought was a really good mover. And I was like, I'm going to have you be my demo so I can talk and show you at the same oh, time. Welcome to my entire pregnancy. There you go. Yeah, you know what's up. <laughs> yeah. I finally stopped coaching at like 36 weeks pregnant because I was like, I can't even like point things out anymore. <laughs> Like, I'm literally just sitting down. Yeah. I'm going to have a seat in the corner and I'm going to narrate. Yeah. Like when I got to the point where I couldn't stand for the whole class anymore, I was like, it's time. There you go. You're like, I am a wall ball. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway. So we joined a couple weeks ago. Okay. And I start today. Oh, okay. So I mean, so here's the funny thing is I've been like practicing the past yeah. week because I have never done anything like this in my okay. entire life. Ever. Gotcha. And it has been like vehemently opposed to it. Not just has never it. done it. Gotcha. Yeah, I've always okay. been like, that just, that'll drive me crazy. Like yeah. that'll put me in like an o- OCD tailspin. Like there's no way I'm going to do that. Yeah. And then one day it just kind of popped in our mind and I saw a video. Claire was talking about it. I had seen a video of a day in the life of Brooke Ends and she was yeah. talking about how that's what she follows. And then it was like a bunny trail on Instagram of like, oh, Adi is the one who created yeah. it. Right. And so I started looking into it and I was like, well, maybe I'll give it a try. Like, Ooh. let's, let's be open-minded about yes. this. And so last week practicing it's, I mean, it's, it is like a game of Tetris and you definitely have to plan ahead, which I'm not great at, but I'm getting better. Yeah. Definitely makes you feel just more mindful. Yeah. It's, this is I my like first it. week and I've lost three pounds. It really lost three pounds. <laughs> There you go. So like Regina George right now. I just really want to lose three pounds. I really want to lose that. Shut up. Um, but for me, it's pretty easy because I don't leave the house really ever. So planning what I eat is quite straightforward because I don't 
ever have to worry about like encountering unanticipated food items yeah so that's been nice (laughs) you know there's like a list of maybe like eight things that i know i will consume Mm -hmm. every single day so when i wake up in the morning that is one of the first things that i do is just plug them all in yeah Mm -hmm. and then i started to find things like over the weeks that i was like i like i love breakfast burritos and a whole foods breakfast burrito weighed out to 10 ounces like it's in there and so i just go to whole foods and i buy like seven breakfast burritos and i have one a morning and like it's already plugged you know like if you if you put in all the numbers and do everything for it right and it's there then it's kind of easier it's easier to repeat and then it leaves maybe one meal left of the day for you to have to kind of figure out sometimes okay i planned out my entire week in advance and then it was like and i would leave some and then if i like when we went to the movies i had a peanut butter cup so then like i got home and you know kind of like okay now i have to have a half a cup of cottage cheese or you know whatever kind of balance it out yeah but it's just so really yeah if you do it in advance and you're like you wake up and you're like okay i know what i have to eat today and i feel like that just takes the stress away from it too yeah like as as opposed to trying to like keep like eat and then plug it in and be like yeah ah! like if you plan everything out i get up in the morning or the night before and plan yeah. everything out and it's just like yep come the afternoon i'm gonna eat this and if things kind of change or teeter like yeah and we'll flip this we'll flip that and like the bonus is if something comes my way that i just can't resist i'm like well i already have two additional things planned in the future let's just take those out of the equation because i want this right now right right meow. Yes. <laughs> that happened to me the other night with a beer and i was like well i have two bananas and an apple that i didn't eat yet so take out the two bananas and an apple and, gonna, and add a beer just throw those carbs right in there so that's the only thing Thank that i'm much. coming up against is learning what which foods have what yeah. And yeah. so that's kind of been my struggle is at even just planning out. I'm like, I don't really know what foods have what. So how do you plan? <laughs> like, it's that's hard. And for that's me. my biggest problem. And I don't know if you guys ran into this because I did zone paleo for so long. Yeah. An egg is one one block. So yeah. like of if protein. I want a protein. Right. So if I wanted to have a three block breakfast, I had three eggs. I had one apple, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I'd have like a half an avocado for my fat. And now... No. Nope. Nope. I it's one egg and three egg whites. I haven't yep. seen bacon in God knows or an avocado in God knows how long. Oh yeah, I was really I sad. Have, I have so many avocados from I like before been, and I was like, I can't yeah. I've been eating avocado every morning and I just don't have and then I just eat like chicken breast the rest of the day. Oh, there you huh. go. Yeah. A I was like avocado? I get a half an avocado. Yeah. So I do two pieces of toast, which I have found this like really fibery it's like I'll, Easy I'll tell you what good. it's called. Yeah. Two pieces of toast, one egg plus three egg whites, and with a half an avocado, all like smashed around the toast. Yep. And then that's pretty much all I get for like straight up fat all day. So then I don't have put butter on my toast. I don't cook my eggs with butter or oil. Yep. Just have a nonstick pan. And then the rest of the day, I basically just eat. If I were to have a salad or something, I use like balsamic vinegar. Or if I'm going to have, yep. I'll just, I've, like, I made like literally six chicken breasts in the crock pot and just shredded them. And I've just like been putting that on everything. Yeah. So like apart from the avocado, like that's it for my whole day. Yeah, yeah. and that's and that's like yeah. Since I'm not, I can't. I don't think I could do that. So I <laughs> and like Saturday is my refeed day, and so Saturday it is no, like no fat until oh, because no. I have to eat like 330 grams of carbs. That's how mine is. But I so, only. I so only can still, you explain what a refeed day is? Because I don't for the listeners too. Oh yeah, so refeed day. You enjoy. Yeah. I don't have a refeed day because well, I'm not my working. coach. He told me what it is. But oh yeah, so I don't have one because I'm not working out yet. So oh, that's right. I'm so straightforward. Like okay. I don't even have like workout Absolutely. and non-workout days. Yeah. yeah. So like if oh, I, you just have one. Okay. I just have one. Okay. I, I you know what I 
if I understand the purpose of it, I never asked, but if I understand, it's just a day where you basically have like double the carb intake, a hellacious amount of carbs, nothing else for me changes. And it's for the purpose of just refeeding your glycogen stores, just yeah. like a huge boost to your glycogen stores, which is what you tap into throughout the week as you train. So, and if that's, is that kind of how you explain That's kind it? of what he said. Yeah. He's like, it's just preparing you for the next week of training. And yeah. then you can pick whatever day you want. So did you just pick it because you were so, like, Saturday's fun? Well, so I picked it Saturdays because if I travel for uh, oh, seminar right. staff, that's usually the big dinner where we all go out. Gotcha. But the thing is, is like, since you, since I still only have like 60 grams of fat, yeah. right? I didn't know this the first couple times and I had to learn. I literally will spend the first 12 hours of the day consuming anything non-fat. So it's like egg whites, yeah. no eggs, egg whites, like, and yeah. then toast, whatever it is that I need to get all my, and so that I can go to dinner because I found out the hard way, like, I would be like, oh man, I'm going to go have a hamburger for dinner, like hamburger and fries. It's the beef that would have so much fat yeah, in it yes. that I was like, how did I go so wrong here? I was like, that's how I knew the bison a couple of times where I'm like, bison, like you think like it's kind of lean. It's, so it's not lean. like the lean. Yeah, but no, no, it's not so, compared to chicken. It's not. And, and so, yeah. and so, yeah, I would save all my fat for dinner so that we could go out. And there's times like I still can't hit my carbs because I, I'm, I have no fat left and it's like unless I just want to go pop a bunch of Tic Tacs yes. <laughs> like, like I'm gonna like di- a couple handfuls of jelly beans yeah, yeah and then I guess I'll be good to go which is weird to me to like people said they're like just eat candy and I'm like but I don't want candy yeah I want yeah that's food. it like I've been trying to hit my protein without using protein powder and like yeah. I don't really have anything against protein powder but since I'm not working out right now yeah. I feel like I shouldn't have to supplement to that degree yeah like I want to be able to use whole foods and so yeah like I said just like so much chicken but y'all yeah, get to the end of the day and I'll be like well I still have 13 grams of protein and no fat <laughs> So, so this is going to be awesome. Yeah. So I guess more cottage cheese. Cottage, yeah, non-fat cottage cheese. Mm. Yeah. Mm. No, which is gross. I have a hard time with well, for one, okay, I know we're, we don't want to get too far into this because people they don't do the program, obviously. Yeah, they're probably, like, they're probably getting want. some from it, but I want to know too. Of a lot of people talk about, you know, how do you track your macros when you're out to dinner? And they've given us some tips on like kind of what to focus on and yeah. eat. But do you put that in? Like, since you don't really know. You're so, not, I, I have a hard time with people being like, call ahead before time or look it up online. I'm like, who? Uh, who? Do th- so, do so, do so it just depends on where we're going to go. But if we're going to like a chained restaurant, I've absolutely gone ahead and just looked at their menu okay. and found like just yeah. got online, looked things up and kind of planned ahead. Okay. Um, that I can see, but not like being like, so how many calling them up? Ring, ring. Oh, no, no. I just uh, check their <laughs> website for nutritional okay. information. Otherwise, like... When we go out, I have my scale and I try to do it very nonchalantly, like, because it's just a travel scale where, oh. like, I'll take the burger off, just weigh it really quick, pop it back on. Really? See, I, like, that's, that's like, for me, like, that would be hard for me. Um, but at, I could, if you're, like, with a bunch of CrossFitters, I'm yeah, sure they're, they, they're they, all popping their scales out. And then at some point in time, I just try to find, like, the closest thing to it. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to, like, like. Kyle and I, my boyfriend, we went out to a really nice dinner and I was like, I'm not bringing my scale out for this very nice dinner. Right. Um, But you can start to look at things like a cup you know, whatever. Well, if you've been zoning forever, you probably have a pretty good idea. You can look at something and be like, that's three ounces. No, and that's, and that's, I'm, I'm actually quite generally very close. And that's because I did zone for so freaking long and I've measured out meat so much. Like I've seen things that like, as much as they ask you not to on some nights, I estimate like that. I just try to get to it. And then what I generally do is I just over, overshoot it better overshoot than undershoot. And 
I also feel like that's has to they, you have to do that in order to have like the life balance with this yeah. where it's like you can't be I mean unless you have some very specific very intense like powerlifting goal or something if you're gonna if this is gonna be your lifestyle you have to do that everyone's like you yeah. have to just look at something and be like I think this is about that much and I'm fine with that level of accuracy yeah. for today yeah for you know what I I always think of the 80 20 rule and this is for any any nutritional plan that you decide to follow like you should be following it 80% of the time. Now, yeah. if 80% of the time is 80% of the day, that's probably not a good idea because that means 20% of every day you're not following this. But a better way to look at it is like 80-20 for the week. Mm-hmm. Like if you're following this 80-20 for the week, you're good. But what the other thing to keep in mind is the percentage you follow is like the percentage you'll get out of it. And right. I have to remind myself that too. Like when I see people achieve like some amazing goals, I'm like, well, I guarantee they're doing 100%. So mm-hmm. they're getting 100% back. Right. I'm putting in 75% effort. I'm only going to get 75% of the benefit. Right. Yeah. And and that's what people have and to recognize. Yeah, you have to be okay with that. Yeah. Or you have to be okay and... Or button it up. Yep. Yeah. One, that's it. All right. We can tie that up. I have a few questions left, but we don't want to get off track with that because we got to get to our programming questions. Yes. So we had some listeners submit some questions about programming. So we'll start with Becky's question, which is, what do you think about pacing workouts? I was listening to Wadcast last week and they were lamenting the fact that many athletes have gotten so good at pacing that they're losing the high intensity aspect of CrossFit. Um, well, I, oh, is there more? There's a little bit more where that's a, that's a gist. Yeah. Um, I would disagree with uh whoever said <laughs> like and no yeah i was gonna say i would disagree with the fact that if somebody paces it they lose intensity if the person who's pacing and i'm gonna take let's take rich froning for example let's take rich froning right because we? he's the pinnacle of crossfit that man has done more workouts than probably the three of us combined in his crossfitting career that man knows what he is capable of so when he approaches a workout and maybe this isn't every day. Let's take just a games workout where he's like, I need to finish and I need to finish good in this kind of time. This is what I'm going to have to do to make that happen. He's going to pace it to his needs to make sure that he finishes in the time that he needs. I guarantee he's still got intensity out of it. However, somebody who's brand new to, the, to CrossFit or has been doing it for a, a brief period of time that doesn't know their capabilities and is like, all right, I'm just going to take it easy, man. I got to work out for 20 minutes. I'll just go. like, they've probably improperly paced and didn't get the intensity. So pacing can be good when you know your limitations and your abilities. And it's basically creating a game plan for yourself. Yeah. And I think like, just because you aren't collapsing on the ground at the end of a workout doesn't mean that you didn't go hard. <clears throat> yeah. So for her well, yeah and let me add the i do want to add the last part of the question because this will kind of go with what you're saying is she's like how back in the day you redline until you finished i personally don't feel that redlining all the time is a good approach to healthy lifelong fitness but i'm curious what your opinions are yeah and so i agree in the sense that so when i approach workouts there's a couple different ways that i approach them and this is how i encourage it to most people there's workouts that I'm like, look, this this workout's going to be hard. So like for an example, I just had to do 50 clean and jerks at 125 pounds. That sounds hard. It's horrible. Like for me, there's just just 50 clean and jerks in a row. Like, 50 clean and yep, 50 that clean was the workout. That was the workout. So 50 clean and jerks for time at 125 pounds. Like for me, I didn't even know if I would be able to finish that. So like my pacing method was like I'm literally going to pick it up I'm going to let it drop. I'm going to take a breath. I'm going to pick it up. And I'm going to keep doing that until I feel like I can't do that anymore. And when I can't do that anymore, it just means I'm going to increase my rest until I 
can keep going again, right? Mm -hmm. And at the end of that workout, I had more in the tank. I got it done. I had more in the tank. I don't care because I was like, I didn't even think I could finish. Right. So that's a learning lesson. That kind of a workout goes in the journal. It gets logged. And I'm going to use that as a learning lesson. And maybe I didn't get the same. In, well, it was intense. I'm not going to lie. It was intense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then there's but then there's other workouts that I look at and I'm like, you know what? It's pretty lightweight, pretty straightforward. And I don't actually know what my engine's like right now. With, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go until I freaking can't mm-hmm. and I'm going to redline it. And that's my training to see like how far could I get at that red line. Every You have to throw both of them in in your training just to yeah. see. And like Fran, Fran is one that every time I do it, I will absolutely redline it because I want to know where I'm at and I don't want to pace it to know. Right. And I know that I only have to redline it for three minutes and then I'm done. Yeah. So it's like... There's room for both things. I think going into a workout, though, with a game plan is always important. And the game plan could be, I'm going to go until I crash and burn. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I think like anybody who's done CrossFit for maybe more than, I would say maybe six months or a year, has had both experiences with coming out of a workout and thinking, oh my God, that was horrible. I'm going to, you're like, you're just deep, dark hole of pain. Yeah. And also had a couple of experiences coming out and been like, you know what? I could have gone harder. Yeah. And I think both of those are equally valuable. And I think the, the, to highlight and just to kind of wrap that whole thing up for Becky, right? Mm-hmm. Is that if you're a serious CrossFitter, you should be logging everything that you do. And when you log it, log, how did you feel? Did you have more in the tank? Did you, like that time that you got, you couldn't have gone any, like the, I have workouts that I'm like, I could not possibly have gone any faster. Right, I could not have shaved a second off this time. I could not have shaved a second. Yeah. And write those things down. Like I'll, I'll write out, did I do this unbroken? What was the rep scheme that I did? Oh, I did 555 the entire time. Well, if you did 555 the entire time and it never broke down, then maybe next time it's 10 and five. We only break it. You know what I mean? And right. so if if you're if you want to constantly be able to push yourself, you should be logging all of this information. Some training days, just go for it and see what you get. And some training days be like, I have a game plan and I'm gonna approach this game plan until the game plan fails. Or if I make it all the way through on the game plan, then the next time I do this, I have to change something. I remember doing a competition. Gosh, it was like three years ago when we did the benchmark brawl. Yeah, and we had it was to like do... two years ago. No, it was like two years ago. Like Regardless. Right. Irregardless. 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 Irregardlessly. <laughs> Irregardlessly. One of the workouts was grace. And so I remember just someone kind of standing by me, giving me feedback. And they're like, don't go to the red. And saying like, do as many reps as you can you know linked and then but never let yourself get to the red and i remember i just remember that like yeah. why yeah and i mean it was just the same thing where i would just drop it get some good breaths in and then keep going but i that always stuck with me like well it's gonna be hard so you have to get One all thing these that, cleans so, done and so the beauty of like grace as an example so maybe in a in competition don't go to the red why because the minute you fail you might be screwed in the rest of this competition true, true. But something that you should have done like sometime in your crossfitting career is redlined grace and been like, what is my red line and what do I feel like? Yeah. And then how do I take 80% of that so that I have 20% left over to go do more work at the end of this? And that's that's the key to both pushing and both pacing is trying to just constantly make a log of your abilities and what you're capable of so that if you ever like to do little competitions or anything like that or or big ones if like you become a regional or a games athlete like 
Rich doesn't really approach, I think, workouts with any fear anymore, right? He approaches workouts like, I'm sure he's probably like, this one's going to suck. But I guarantee he approaches every workout with a game plan that calms him already. And he's just like, this is how I'm going to approach it. I can do this. Yeah. And, and that's just training. And that's that's Rich Froning. Yeah. He's amazing. <laughs> Beast. I think it's really cool to watch him just at the games where you know he's even pacing the work, the workouts, the, the whole he's weekend. The, the weekend. He's pacing the whole weekend. Yeah. It's just kind of, it's cool. Yeah. And I think that is definitely an art. Okay. How about uh, Claire's question? Not this Claire. Not this Claire. Claire oh, Atkins. Like, oh, put on the spot. I've recently gotten more into trail running and yoga and stopped going to my CrossFit gym, but I still like to push myself with a couple of Metcons per week. What programming principles should I take into account when crafting my Metcons? She's doing yoga and trail running. Trail running and yoga, and she's stopped going to her CrossFit gym, but she still likes to push herself with a couple of Metcons per week. So things like if it if it comes down to because she enjoys trail running, you want to do CrossFit that helps, you know, bolster like your extracurricular activities. But at the same time, you don't want to double up on things like trail running is probably pretty rough on the knees. Yeah. Which means like whatever it is that she's doing in addition to needs to be maybe slightly more knee friendly. So maybe not box jumps. However, you want to build strength in your legs because you're trail running. So she should be squatting. So air squats or squats with dumbbells or uh, lunges, things like that could be incorporated in because then that gets her utilizing leg muscles to help her with her trail running. Um, but I would just say as far as yoga goes, yoga probably, there's nothing I'm going to tell you to do in your gym CrossFit wise that's going to make your yoga better. Your yoga is going to make your, your CrossFit better, yeah. I would bet, just because uh, you're stretching. You're, like I look at that as a form of stretching and mobilizing that it should yeah, it's get you. It should get you prepared and stability and balance. It should prepare you for the other objects. So yeah. I'd say, as far as her programming goes, I, I I don't like eliminating things, but she's essentially trying to make herself a specialist, and so you do have to start tapering things towards your specialty a little bit. I would say like eliminate anything that's going to bug your knees so that you don't because doubling trail running and things like box jumping and. I'm trying to think of what else might like, not I think be. Like double unders even? Or do you think that's not as explosive? That's not as bad. But double unders, I mean, if we're thinking like now calves, like trail running. Yeah. Can, Depending on like what she's been or if like her feet are bugging her. Yeah. Um, I would just say like she still wants to do leg work. She still wants to do explosive leg work. I would just try not to double up on the things that are. That you're already doing. That you're like, already doing. kind of like pounding the pavement. Yeah. Like yeah. don't do a 400 meter run. Sure. <laughs> while yeah. you're, but in, but hop on a rower. Yeah. Okay. This is uh, another question just around programming in general. Kara asks, I'd love to know more about how to tell what is good versus bad programming. And I feel mm -hmm. like the, the first thing that comes to my mind is it, it doesn't follow the definition of, of CrossFit, of constantly varied. Yeah. So I it's hard to say like good pro programming versus pra bad programming, like from the look at it. You want it to be constantly varied. You want to have an array of weightlifting, gymnastics, metabolic conditioning, or monostructural work. And you want people to be improving. So really, at the end of the day, if it's like, is it good programming? Are you getting better? Right. You can't look at a single workout and say that was good or bad programming. Yeah. Um, you have to ask yourself, am I improving? But not in just one area, right? So I was telling you earlier, I got a PR in a weightlifting and a PR in running. Those are two complete, you know, like. Right. And so that's what you want across the board. You don't want to see that all of your lifts increase, 
but you walk to your car and you get winded. Right. So now I have my, this is, this is not just my beliefs. This is what is taught at level ones. This is kind of the CrossFit ideology is that when you're programming, a lot of gyms do this and it's okay if it works for them, but they put a heavy lifting followed immediately by a Metcon. Yeah. And the reason why that's not really taught in the CrossFit level one, when they talk about programming is because there's the belief you can't give a hundred percent effort to two things. Right. Right. I can't, if I, if I, you're talking about in the same day. In the same day, like, like the workout. And, and I, I always look at programming of gyms. Like I, I just like to, especially if I have members that are moving and they're like, Hey, can you, can you recommend a gym in this area? And I'm like, I'm not familiar, but if you just send me four gyms that you would, that are close to you, there's a couple things that I like Mm -hmm. to look at. And one of them is programming. And if there's always like a strength portion, I love it. It's like strength Metcon and you do the strength portion. Here's the deal. The people that don't care about strength are going to kind of half butt it because they're waiting for that Metcon. Half butt. Half butt. One butt cheek only. Yeah. And the people that really are there for the lifting are going to go hardcore and their Metcon is going to suffer, right? Because they don't have like it's going to be one at the expense of the other, Yeah, which is so if you if you look at Verve's programming, we throw in heavy lifting but that's its own day you and are- I, th- I think that can sometimes be hard for athletes to look at and say like oh this is this is all i'm doing today because yeah, if you're not getting winded hard. if you're not sweating you know you're not getting that like red line experience yeah. and there's no even like possibility for that red line experience then you're thinking that's it and that's why and that's why i think a lot of gyms tend to go to that because yeah. that's why it's just and like the members will complain and, and where do you draw the line between pleasing your members and also kind exactly. of sticking and to the crossfit yeah. mentality and it's so and it's so hard to just like find that balance in all of these things and so here's what i would say when it comes to and i don't want to use the word bad programming i just I will just simply say not ideal. Venturing away from yeah. the CrossFit <laughs> if you look, gospel. If you look at a day of programming and it just looks like there's a ton of stuff, you're like, how could I possibly fit this all in an hour? That's too much stuff. Because two things. One, you know as an athlete, you probably will get very minimal coaching. I can't coach you if there's eight different movements that I have to cover, two in the strength, four in the workout, and right an accessory warm-up and then and the like accessory a, yeah. and so on like that there's it's more like all right guys you've got 10 minutes and now switch to this and now we've got we're going to start in two minutes so get all your equipment ready yeah so it means that you as an athlete will probably you know hit a plateau because you're not getting appropriately coached and two you're you're also going to have slowed progress because neither one of those areas is actually getting its full 100 effort or if it is it's at the expense of the other one right? right so i would say like when you look at it if it's just like there's a b c d in one hour go that's a lot I would say that's not the most ideal. I remember Pat Barber even saying that at my level one was like, if you're not completely taxed at the end of an only session, then you didn't. Yeah, that was enough. something that was said too. It was like, if you're looking at, if you're looking at the, you know, the day and it's only only and you're like, oh, that's oh, not going to be enough, nothing. then you need yeah. to go heavier. Yeah. You know, I, the, one of the big things that I see a lot for our gym. So we have heavy lifting. It's, it's one, it's its own thing. So mm-hmm. let's say it's, we're going to work up to a one rep max snatch. Mm-hmm. You might see like in a little accessory piece afterwards, it's like a five minute EMOM, a 10 minute, but what that EMOM is, 
is whatever you, we took 30 minutes to come to a one rep max snatch. You're going to take 75% of that. And every minute on the minute, you're going to do two at 75%. And the reason why it's not meant to be like an extra piece. It's not your metabolic conditioning. What it is, is we're taking a number that is heavy enough to provide you resistance and feedback but light enough to allow you to think about your technique while you're going through the Mm -hmm. movement. So whatever it was that was hitting you up during that 30 minutes, you're like, hey, I'm not punching overhead or I'm not landing in my heels. Well, we're going to take the weight down. We're going to put you in a less stressful environment. And I want you to now focus on those two things. That's one of my favorite things to do, by the way, is taking it down and just really focusing on the technique. And then the other thing though, but those days very specifically, and this goes to a question that you'd, texted me earlier if we get to it or not but people that work beyond their means or simply can't do a movement we have a lot of athletes mobility wise they cannot squat snatch yeah so when they see that the snatch is the workout of the day they don't want to show up yeah because they're like i'm only going to snatch 75 pounds yeah i have to power snatch i have to power can i power no can i do here's the thing depending on the person i can make this for lack of a better term suck for you without you working up to a one rep max snatch today right but you'll have felt like i got the workout i needed maybe it was a little skill work maybe it was a little technique work and if you maybe never got nailed in mobility yeah something yeah but if you if you always avoid that day this is what i tell people if you always avoid it because you're like well i i'm not gonna get heavy so it's not gonna be worth it so right it's not gonna and you, la, 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 la. guess what you will never be able to do squat snatch ever yeah i and i so let's go let's go into that question Mary, Mary asks, and this is the one I think I texted yeah. you. Do you have any, mm, let's see which one it is. Yeah. Do you have any favorite tips, advice for coaches working with very new athletes that often want to reach above their levels in workouts? Not even so far as to say they want to go RX, but for example, if everyone else is doing overhead squat, they want to do overhead squat too, but not everyone is there yet. Sometimes I feel like I'm crushing dreams, but I know it's the right scale. So let's take the overhead squat as the example in this situation, because it is a movement that is so hard for some, it's punishing. And it's kind of those moves like you either have it or you don't. So if we, if we were to take a day and say, all right, today we are going to work up to a one rep max overhead squat, right? And I've had people come in that I'm like, but by the way, I physically can't let you overhead squat. Like I can't because just with a barbell, you're on your toes, your knees are forward. I can't, I can't watch this and I can't let you load this position. What I do with somebody like that is I usually first have them squat to something that keeps them in all the points of performance that I want. They don't get to go above the bar if they squat to something. Um, that's a that's another, it's kind of a pet peeve mostly of my uh, partner, but can be of mine as well because when people are squatting to something and they're loading, if anything goes wrong, this is just a safety precaution. Like you can't bail. It's really hard to bail without hurting yourself or Are hurting you saying, a, like squatting to a, a box. Okay. Yeah. Like, like with the exception of maybe a box squat where somebody has the weight on their back, because if you need to, you can just sit there until somebody comes. Yeah. But overhead squats are a big one. Like, if you don't, if you're loading an overhead squat and you have something behind you that you're yeah. squatting to and yeah. there's any problem, there's a problem bailing. So that's why I don't let them load that position. Like we're going to keep it light, but here's what I'm going to do. You are going to do tempo squats and you're going to do, if everyone's working up to a one rep max, you for every set that this person does one, you're doing a set of 10 tempo overhead squats Mm -hmm. with that barbell. And I promise you people walk away from that feeling crushed. Like it (laughs) might as well have been a one rep max day because, and this is what I tell people, we can slow things down, put pauses on things 
with very little weight and it will hurt in enough time, right? That almost sounds worse, actually. Yeah. I would yeah. rather slow it down max. <laughs> in, in good That's position. Just doing like a thousand yeah. air squats. Yeah. yeah. Slow it down in good position and add some pauses, holding good position, and you might as well be doing a one rep max. It makes so, me feel like when we did our level one of how many air squats and well, how just many. Sitting there we, and or that, just working with a PVC all day. Yeah. yeah. It was so sore. So sore. Or like I did um what was it, the critical athlete seminar with Drew Cavanero and whatever it was. And we use resistance bands. Yep. I was, I've never been so sore in my life. So that's something to think about is that like, just remind people, like you don't have to heavy load for me to tax your muscle and fatigue it and make this be difficult. And so then going to the overhead squat, so that's that's a heavy day. It's like, hey, I can't let you load this. Yeah. This is what I want you to do today. And so you just have them do the overhead squat, squatting to a box or just stopping wherever they, when they're keeping that good yeah, movement. That, that positioning. Now let's throw in a workout. This workout has overhead squats in it. Well, depending on the weight, if it's lightweight, here's the deal. We can allow a smidgen of poor movement. If that means that I can get you below parallel, keeping weight overhead, because I didn't let you get below parallel the last time, I want you to practice having something overhead and getting below parallel and and fighting for good position. When I say let a smidgen of bad form, I know that sounds, somebody somebody in some level one is rolling over in their grave that I said that. They died? I know, right? Um, First they died of shock and then they rolled over. And then they rolled over in their grave. But point is, is that I still want you to get below parallel. I still want to maintain this. You just, again, may not be loaded. You might do it with PVC. Mm -hmm. Like I've had a lot of athletes that they're overhead squatting with PVC, but if I can't even make you look like 98% good with PVC, this is just, it's still, you look like a train wreck. This is what I tell people. Then let's just squat. Like you need to have a good squat. And if you don't, we're putting the cart before the horse. Remember that progression? It was air squat, front squat, overhead squat. If your overhead squat is so hellacious, let's back it up a little bit. And so for an athlete, specifically to her question, it's not that they're going RX, it's that they're reaching. First thing I might say is I would go to that athlete and be like, what are your goals? What is it that you want to achieve? And if they don't really have a goal, then it'd be like, why is it that you're insisting on doing this? Knowing that I'm telling you mechanically you are unsound or you're not getting in, like, why do you want to? I would bet a huge portion of it, if they don't have like a goal in mind, is probably like ego in the sense or maybe possible like, look, I'm not even doing the girl's way. Right. This is ridiculous. You know, like. There's and- a lot of ego that comes in, especially with males. And my guess, I mean, there's, there. I'm very, I was very inflexible when I first started CrossFit. And mm-hmm. so I have a much better squat stance. But there's, I feel like a lot of males have that issue with flexibility just yeah. going in. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, they're narrow, narrow pelvises. Yeah. And so what I would simply remind... And they just want to throw a bunch of weight up. Yeah. yeah. And what I would remind him is like, I, I understand like everybody started somewhere. You see this as an embarrassment, but nobody else around you does. What I would see as an embarrassment is if you didn't listen to me and you got hurt and couldn't come back here for three weeks. That would be worse, in my opinion, than you just doing a barbell. And so if we, if you have like a, a conversation about goals and remind people that, look, I want you to be strong too. Can you trust that the path that I'm choosing for you will get you there rather than you being like, I just need to throw, I just need to throw weight on. No, you don't. Like you just need to squat. You just need to squat well. Right. And as a level one, be able to break it down and be like, okay, what's the, fo- like, let's look at that foundational progression. Yeah. How can we back it up to get you to where you need to be? And, and, and again, I remind people like, 
you don't just have to throw a bunch of weight on to get stronger. That's not that's not the answer. And at the end of the day also, you're trying to train your body to do something at heavy load that you also haven't trained it to do at a light load. Right. If you want this heavy load to actually happen, you need to step back to the light load and make it work well. We we actually have had a couple athletes that were newer to us that had some athletic background but it didn't involve CrossFit and my favorite thing ever, they came with friends and the friends had been CrossFitting for a really long period of time. And so we were, we were working up to like a one rep max something or two rep max, but they looked over and they saw their friend, their beginning weight, their friend put on was a set of 25s. And they were like, well, I'm going to go put 25s on. And I literally walked over and I was like, what's going on? Oh, well, he put 25s on. So I'm going to, it's like, yes, but you are not the same person. You do recognize that. How about before you put 25s on, can you show it to me with 15s on? And it was kind of like, well, do I have to? Yes, you do. Yeah. That, that's what I'm asking. I yeah. want you to show me that you know what you're doing with this lighter load. And like, the thing is, they put the 15s on and it went all right. They made the jump to the 25s and it literally almost crushed their soul. And I was like, so let's go back again. Yeah. yeah. And just remember that you are two different people. And while you might feel like you look the same, you're physically the same, it has nothing to do with strength. And a lot of it right now has to do with practice and consistency of which you don't have the same amount that he does. So let's get you some. And let's, let's yeah, drop the, I, I ran into leave that the big ego time at the door. Somebody brought their older brother and the little brother was like the one who ends in the older. I mean, like it, there could yeah. not have been more ego going on there. I was just like, there's just so much, so much testosterone. Yeah. There's just a lot of baggage right here. I've learned, I've learned. <laughs> a need very, to have some therapy. <laughs> I learned this valuable lesson the hard way. A lot of ego stroking has to go on. It's almost like the compliment cookie where it's like, you're so pretty, your CrossFitting sucks, but you're so smart. Like you're, which, so, which, pretty. Yeah. you're so pretty you smell like an old fish but yeah. oh my gosh good job today you're so good at, po- at reading poetry out loud and so like <laughs> and so and that's i don't know and that's but the i would usually like i usually tell people i'm just like totally. hey what you're doing with this is great and i want to see this sustained mm-hmm. this needs some that work. was so good i want to see it again at that same exact yeah. weight i can't yeah. imagine how good that was let's just stay there yeah and it's just like <laughs> this needs some work yeah and you doing this well will make that better. So can you please stay here and yeah. do this? And a lot of ego stroking, a lot of just like reminding people that Matt, I, I used to, because people ever know who Matt Chan is. I was like, you know that Matt Chan wasn't born with abs. You know Matt Chan wasn't born snatching 300 pounds. Right? He kind of might have been, but yeah. Yeah, there's a possibility. <laughs> but like, you know, everyone, everyone had to start somewhere. Now, yeah you're starting today but where you are right now that person was five years ago so you can't look at them now look at where they were five years ago that's the yeah. hardest part i had someone the other day that came in and i was i could tell that they were wanting to grab the same weights as everyone else around us yep and they're brand new and I was, they were really having a hard time and the coach kept having to say you know you need to drop down yeah. you need to drop down and i kept throwing out comments like yeah we've all been doing this for like six years and that type of thing yeah, yeah I, I mean we're not even like we're not advanced by any means but just even working up in you start to get to know your athletes when you start to get to know them and you know who's going to do those certain things i i don't like to do it in front of the class i usually like when we're warming up i usually start walking around to people start creating some game plans for people and i find that if you hit it before rather than after it's like that's oh, a really good point we're instead on this of being like take that weight off yeah, yeah. Like, we're on this journey together and i'll just walk up and I'll be like hey 
by the way, last time you cleaned, they were looking really good. Here's what I would like to see for you today. I'd like you to see that you work up to 75 pounds and see how that looks. And then I'm going to come back when you're at 75 and then we'll go from there. And they're like, oh, okay. Let me, you know what I mean? It's like, and then also I feel like that gives them a little bit of that ego too of being like, oh, Courtney is singling me out. Yeah. She's helping me like, you know, of like this, this class of 12 people, she's coming over to me and saying, this is what I want to yeah. see. Or I say, I'm yeah. special. I'm a special snowflake. <laughs> yeah. I walk up to people. I'm like, what do you thinking today you saw the workout what are, what are you thinking what are you thinking on the weights they're like i'm thinking i'm gonna go for it i'm like all right you're thinking you're gonna go for it you mean like rx yeah all right cool well let's do this before, all right and then your head are going all right no yeah i'm like <laughs> before you put that weight on do me a favor call me when you get like 95 like if you're gonna go for 135 today when you have 95 on the bar call me over and I want to see you do seven reps and let's see how those seven reps go. And if they look good, cool, then we'll make the next jump and so on and so forth. And they're, and that way, like you've created the game plan. You've already like enlisted. They know what they're doing. And also at the same time, they're like, thank you for taking some of the thought process away. Like, right. because they put 95 on and they're like, that was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And it's like, good. Yeah. So and I like stay that right there. Then you're not going, take that weight off and let's yeah. do it. Because then it just mentally screws yeah. with yeah. them. Yeah. I so, love that. So I would say help your athletes find game plans for themselves too ahead of time rather than after the fact. All right, we got one last question. We're running out of time. Simone asks, I'd love to hear resources for people who aren't at a box and are hoping to program for themselves. Um, I would say programming for yourself, probably not always the best idea. And the reason why is because you are really going to avoid the things you don't like and you're really going to flourish in the things that you do. So I generally... Rather than creating your own program, what I would do is search around. You can, most gyms put their their workouts up, follow a gym's programming, right? There's probably a method to the madness behind it. At Verve, we have a method to our madness and we list every single wad. So, and I've, I've actually heard people be like, yeah, we follow it even though we don't go to Verve. You can find an athlete, there's how many programs out nowadays right, written by thousands. Now, the, the problem with that is you have to find one that, for the most part, suits who you are as an individual too. Like um, some of these these programs are for the ridiculous athlete that is going to the games that can put in a right, they're, com- they're competitor. They can put in a stupid amount of volume and yeah. work and not have it crush their ever living soul. So if you know of people that are following certain programs, maybe ask them what do you like about it, what do you don't like. I can recommend certain programs just because I've played around and anything that's free, I like. Just to be clear. That's a good... Like anything that's free on CrossFit.com, I like. The fact that they have a workout posted every day for the last like 10 years. CrossFit weightlifting, I recommend. I love CrossFit weightlifting. And they're free and they they have programs on there. So There's an app called Wad Generator too, but I I agree with you. If you don't... I feel like that's more for like if you just need a quick like out of town workout. But if you don't... Rather you, than, you, yeah. you need to follow something because you are going to pick something that you. So it's not you're just 100% things, random. Yes, yeah, so you're going to pick the things also. that you like yeah. and then you're not going to get that variety. There's like uh, our competitor program at Verve is, is following Train for the Win right now. And I love it and I hate it. I love it because it's, it's called Train for the Win. Train for uh, Matt and Matt Chan and Eric O'Connor wrote it. Um, and it's the reason I really like it is because they also, because of who those two individuals are and their appreciation for time and their appreciation for using the most of your time, this work is like an hour to an hour and a half at most. Like you, this is not going to be you're working out for three hours. It's how do we efficiently use this time and get the most bang for our buck? So it's really cool. cool. Um, but the big thing about it was 
I, I, these workouts that they throw in, I would literally have avoided every single one of them. You, 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 one of them was heavy DT. So, and I was like, you would have never have caught me doing heavy DT. But the thing is, is when I was done, I was like, it was another one of those ones that I probably overpaced because I had a lot left in the tank, but I was like, I just needed to know I could finish this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, and so that's how some of those workouts are that it's just like you can't turn away from it like if you do your own programming you can talk yourself out of that you can be like i'm just gonna skip this but like if there's something like i have to do tuesday's workout what is tuesday right (laughs) well it's tuesday and i have to do this workout like you're kind of holding yourself accountable like sometimes it's just nice to do it and be like well i did that yeah high five and now it's over and And i'm gonna go have my six gram, my six ounces of chicken and my one third of a donut. Done. <laughs> that donut is clutch. Are you a donut proponent? I do like some donuts. A like, proponent. Uh, a proponent. <laughs> I am pro donut. I had to go there. A proponent. That's so great. <laughs> yeah, enjoy it. Some good ones today, Claire. What can I say? Uh, we're, we are out of time. We have no time left. So uh, what are you doing to celebrate for the holidays next week? Or um, actually tomorrow when you guys are listening to this. Yes. Uh, we're going to do a little family action. And then on December 30th, I leave for my first ever vacation for a long time to St. Martin for New Year's. Oh, and I will, Gee, you're going to be falling all over the place. I will literally be... There's a lot of falling going on. Yeah. Oh. Parkour. Par- there's, <laughs> I, I'm going to be doing a lot of parkour um, on a beach. and You got to get a handstand picture on the beach. That's just... Well, actually, obvious. for Christmas, obvious. my dad sent me rings and wood rings. So Stop, you're going to hang them in a tree. I am going to hang them he's going to be doing like... You're going to be doing 30 from a tree yeah branch. everyone was like you know it's vacation i'm like yeah this is what i like to do on my vacation like, yeah this is fun this is fun that'll so. be fantastic What's your favorite christmas song because i'm about to play you guys one <laughs> you don't have one on the spot let me just give you my favorite because this is like the best christmas song is it ever. pentatonics because if not then you're wrong no what? why isn't it playing oh it's so good oh, it's Of course we know this song, Joy. What, are we not Americans? Have we never seen the movie Love Actually? Have we never seen the Some people haven't seen it. Well, okay. you're is wrong. Your, is your favorite scene the end when she, the little girl sings a no, song? No, that's, that's, like that's the best. She's actually the best version of this of song. Of this song. That's also true. I don't know if that's my favorite scene. I think my favorite scene is when they're in the car and Hold she's on. like Courtney's with the octopus. Moment. Yeah. Because you're holding a microphone. Yeah. Well, this happened last time. If I could actually time. sing, I would be singing. But otherwise, it's just like... Let's just let's just have a moment. Just a moment. I won't play the whole thing, Claire. Claire hates when I play songs. Because I get real excited. But how can you not? Should we all try to hit this note? Right here. No. <laughs> a one, a two, a three. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for us this week. All right, we're going to take it out from here. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you, Courtney. Navidad. Goodbye, Kalo. (laughs) Bye.